0: Service excellence is a top priority at Doctors' Hospital. Part of our commitment to the community is to offer important information and education.
1: That's why we're proud to present the Doctors' Hospital Health News Podcast Series. Here's Melanie Cole. Viruses, bacteria, and parasites are living organisms that are found all around us. They're in the water and soil and on the surfaces of the foods that we eat. They're also on surfaces that we touch, such as countertops in the bathroom or kitchen. Some bacteria live in and on our bodies and don't cause problems. Others are not so innocent. My guest today is Dr. Asuncion Soriano. She's a pediatric gastroenterologist and a member of the medical staff at Doctors' Hospital of Laredo. Welcome to the show, Dr. Soriano. W- what are viruses, bacteria, and parasites? Explain how we get those. Really, what are they?
0: Well, those are all organisms that cause infectious whether it's uh, gastrointestinal or pulmonary or any uh, organ system. Um, In particular, um, we have to focus ourselves on bacteria and uh, parasitic diseases as these are the infectious agents that uh, need treatment and uh, increased surveillance. Uh, Viral diseases, by definition, have uh, a very self-limiting course, unless, of course, we talk about the deadly viruses, which we not the topic for now. But for intestinal diseases, viruses are quite um, mild, um, self-limiting. Uh, they don't go to chronicity. It's the bacterial and the uh, parasitic diseases that uh, have long-term
1: uh, sequela. So Dr. Soriano, how does a child usually come in contact with a bacteria or a parasite that could cause something like diarrhea?
0: Well, uh, there, these are very easy ways uh, common ways, which we don't recognize. Uh, we can uh, First is contaminated water. Uh, if we're in an area where uh, the child is in the pool, uh, there was a, a fecal accident of, of another baby who, who soiled or e- even any other person who by chance had soiling of that uh, pool or water supply, uh, that's a source. Uh, secondly, uh, daycare, that's quite uh, common, and you've heard that uh, stories of moms saying that one child was sick in the daycare, so then another one got ill, so it just follows like a chain reaction. Um, the parent can be infected himself, and, uh, unless you're really very cognizant of uh, hand washing, um, very, very uh, careful and, and uh, aware that you can pass it on because these are microscopic uh, agents. Uh, you don't see them, you just have to be aware of them. Uh, not only parents, caregivers, um, uh, anybody that changes diapers, or, or you come from the bathroom and then you did not soap your hands, and you can be an asymptomatic carrier, and that alone uh, will pass it on to the to the next child or or, or person.
1: So let's talk about some of these intestinal parasites and what are the most common ones that you see as a pediatric gastroenterologist and what should parents look for as far as red flags, something that would signal, whoa, something's going on and I need to get this child to the doctor.
0: Well, uh, we, we, uh, we're approaching summer and Georgia is, is number one in the list. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a very common uh, parasite that has outbreaks during the summer. Uh, as what I said, any common source water, uh, pool, swimming in lakes, um, uh, anywhere, uh, even in the daycare, if the person came from a contaminated area. So, Georgia is number one in the list. Cryptosporidium has been uh, uh, noted in in big outbreaks, like uh, there was this uh, problem in Minnesota way back, and uh, that's... uh, Occurs in clusters and and uh, but in my area in South Texas it's Georgia um, and that's something that we have to be have a heightened awareness.
1: So there are some other things that we know about, like rotavirus, and even people here in the media salmonella and bacteria E. coli. So what do you want people to know about these things? And you mentioned hand washing. What are some things that we can do as parents and teach our children to do to avoid some of these things that might be around? Well, apart from hand washing,
0: and I'm talking about strict hand washing, it's just not with water. It's uh, it's a little bit funny to think that some people just think it's just putting water and and that's it. But soap and water, um, at least to rub your hands. And then um, uh, for any... uh, in and out of the toilet um doorknobs you know even telephones uh um and of course whatever is uh, the source of water in your area um for instance uh my area in south texas is is quite um uh known for uh, having a poor water uh source or reservoir um there is a map uh, uh that was released by the centers for disease control and they do send it out every year showing uh, um, areas where there is an increased uh, surveillance of all of these parasitic diseases. And um, uh, South Texas is, is in that area just because of our proximity to the Rio Grande River, to Mexico, where um, uh, there's uh, you know, water uh, parasites that are uh, not treated.
1: So what do we do if our child starts to come up with diarrhea and we notice that there is something going on. We take them to the doctor and find out whether it's a virus or a bacteria. Is there anything that can be done?
0: Well, certainly you have to take the child away from uh, the daycare. as She is going to be a contaminant. Um, The the best way to to stop the symptoms from progressing any worse is to get treatment. Um, There are so many diagnostic tests available, But in my practice of 20-some years in Laredo, a lot of these stool studies um, are non-diagnostic. It is very difficult to isolate these parasites, especially if they um, uh, are not picked up uh, by an astute uh, diagnostician or a laboratory technician. So uh, a pediatric gastroenterologist or uh, a pediatrician who's very attuned to these diseases can initiate treatment. And there is really nothing wrong in initiating empiric treatment for these uh, common, common parasites.
1: And what would some of that treatment entail?
0: Well, uh, one would be uh, metronidazole, uh, it's an antiparasitic agent that's been around for a very long time. But uh, my experience uh, in our community is that uh, a lot of my uh, patients have uh, this resistant strain. They do not respond to the initial treatment, so they come back to me. They may have some relief, but then it, it recurs. Um, the other agent that I've used with greater degree of success is um, marketed as Alenia, and, and uh, it's really been very effective, and it's a very short treatment of three days. And uh, somehow it is best to just initiate that treatment, and it, uh, it attacks a lot of the uh, common parasites, um, and bacteria, and it gets the mom back to work, gets the child back to the daycare.
1: You mentioned resistance strains. Dr. Soriano, when when we're cleaning those surfaces and spraying Lysol all over the place, are we over-sanitizing and then making it so that our bodies are are, are less able to, in our immune system and in our in our gut, are we less able to fight off some of these parasites and bacteria and viruses that seem to be all over the place? well it's been written that uh, somehow the more you
0: aggressively uh sanitize and you 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 create more mutant strains uh soap and water is 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 just the general rule um and uh it, it's it's we don't we don't overdo stuff uh we don't um cause any carcinogenic risk <laughs> with using a lot of this uh, powerful agents. so basic hand washing with soap and water Um, It's okay. Alcohol is not as effective. Uh, It's it's basically soap and water.
1: So what do you want people to know about trying to avoid these parasites, bacteria and viruses and and these places like common water, swimming pools? How do you know if there's been a baby in there that has done that? And is it just wishful thinking that it's going to be clean all the time? What do you want to tell listeners about recognizing the red flags, spotting this, and getting their child the help they need, and possibly prevention of transmission altogether?
0: Well, first of all, you you can't predict if the swimming pool or any of these lakes are, are going to be contaminated I would say just heightened awareness. If if you feel that that public pool is, is frequented and it's overcrowded, uh, I would stay away. Um, parents can ask how often um, this this uh, this pools are are uh, the waters are changed. Uh, bear in mind, chlorine doesn't kill these parasites. Um, it does not. Um, secondly, if uh, if you're in a pool that you think is clean, or you go is swimming in a lake. You're a backpacker. Um, do not swallow the water. I know that is difficult, but you just have to impress it on the child. They cannot swallow the water. They can swim uh, with their with their goggles on and keep their mouths closed. Um, really, it's ingesting it orally, and only ten cysts can you know cyst c y s t. Those are the the eggs of uh, this parasites can cause a, a GI problem. So truly, the only way for it to come in is through, an, uh, through the mouth. That's a common portal of entry or an open wound. And we know that open wounds, we, we're not allowed to, we, we can't really swim with open wounds. But uh, to ingest it by mouth, that's a common uh, way for it to come into the intestinal tract if you, you feel that you, you need to swim or you're, you think that the pool is, is clean.
1: And tell us about your team at Doctors Hospital of Laredo.
0: Well, uh, I'm a pediatric gastroenterologist. Um, I'm a subspecialist of pediatrics. Um, pediatrics, by definition, is from birth to age 21. I uh, take care of uh, diseases from oral, pharyngeal area, intestinal, uh, up to the intestinal tract, uh, which all the way to, is to the rectum. Um, for those uh, p- uh, patients that um, do not get any relief or treatment uh, from uh, a lot of these diseases to their usual uh, medication given by the pediatrician, then the patient gets referred to me. And like what I said, uh, it's the chronicity of the symptoms that uh, makes the pediatrician refer the patients to me. And when uh, I say chronic symptoms, by definition, is symptoms more than two weeks um, 14 days. Uh, however, if the parent feels that it's not getting better after a week, certainly you, uh, they can uh, ask for their pediatrician to refer their child to me. The symptoms can be anywhere from having difficulty with eating, a lot of nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, a lot of cramping, a lot of gut gas, uh, diarrhea, uh, whether it's uh once a day or twice a day, but uh, it, it's, it's persistent, um, watery, something out of the ordinary, that, those are red flags. And, of course, uh, the ultimate uh, uh, visible sign is the patient is losing weight. So that alone uh, triggers uh, a referral to a pediatric gastroenterologist.
1: And what would you like parents to do at home with their children while they're getting treated for whatever parasite? What can they be feeding? How should they be giving them liquids, even if the child is having trouble keeping them down, to make sure that they stay hydrated?
0: Uh, certainly, any soft foods uh, 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 is, uh, is important, uh, as long as it doesn't require uh, the digestive tract to uh, exert um, a lot of work. In processing that food uh non-acidic foods non-fried foods um to avoid dehydration um certainly lots of fluids oral rehydration solutions with uh, a lot of the electrolytes Uh, the gatorades are, are good with that um or you can just buy the Pedialyte. There's a lot of fruit-flavored Pedialyte around, uh, popsicles. Uh, they make it so enticing that the child can can uh, take them without being um, coerced uh, to, to, to drink. Um, bananas are good. Uh, any of the brat diet that we've been talk- told and taught way back when, those are good. Anything that's uh, um, not so sugary, uh, because sugar can induce more diarrhea, uh we have to go bland uh we have to go soft um and basically just any calories that we can we can give to the child so they don't get dehydrate dehydrated any further or lose weight any further uh as long as it's not irritating those are good
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Soriano, for being with us today. You're listening to Doctors' Hospital Health News with Doctors' Hospital of Laredo. For more information, you can go to IChooseDoctorsHospital.com. That's IChooseDoctorsHospital.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Doctors' Hospital of Laredo. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. Doctors' Hospital of Laredo is directly or indirectly owned by a partnership that includes physician owners, including certain members of the hospital medical staff. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.